gets a crossing. It's towards Wilbur. Chastain will take it. She missed a penalty kick against China in the Algarve Cup and they lost that game. Go! Lloyd with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper! Hey everyone, welcome to Sell the Score. I'm Allison. I'm Madeline. And wow, we have a lot to go over today. It's the women's national team is back. NWSL is back. I mean, come on. When it rains, it pours women's soccer. <laughs> it really does. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, and not just like, was there a lot of matches and games and stuff? There was a lot of drama. Like there was a lot of there was a lot of a lot. <laughs> this is like the real housewives of the NWSL, I swear. Yeah. It was it was just drama after drama after drama. Yes. It I yes. And I mean and it's not as if the women's national team matches were like without I mean not drama but you know there we were tested. There was stuff there too, you know? They so. were interesting. Let's yes. dig in. Let's just dig <laughs> All right. right into this Sweden game. I was going to say, we've got too much to talk about. We have to, yeah, we got to start. Uh, yes, Sweden. I get a knot in my stomach every time we play Sweden, no matter what. I think we probably have, I don't want to like belittle PTSD here, but I think we probably <laughs> have PTSD from the Olympic quarterfinals that you and I watched together in that bar in Midtown. Oh, that was that was so painful. That was so sad. I we remember we maybe just we couldn't be friends because we yeah, were bad luck. We thought we did it. We thought mm-hmm. we did it. <laughs> Thankfully, we have the World Cup of you know 2019 to prove that wrong. But and you've got to think if we feel that way, the U.S. players must also kind of think of Sweden as their bogey team. So going into any match yes. against Sweden, that's in the back of their heads. Definitely, it must be. It must be. So this lineup, I think it's pretty much what you're used to seeing, except Tierna was in because Abby Dahlkemper apparently had a slight injury. So that was kind of nice to see that Tierna Davidson could sub in like that. Mm -hmm. And then we had Rose, Julie, and Lindsay in the midfield. That's not what I was hoping for. I was really hoping to see Sam Mewis in there first and foremost. I think she's the best player right now. Put her in there. So that Definitely. was already something where we weren't coming out with our strongest lineup, in my opinion. And then up top, Lynn's, Car- Lindsay, Lynn, Carly, and Kristen. Yep. Definitely not the strongest forward lineup. No. Period. No. But I mean, again, I'm fine with testing lineups still. And yes. I mean, I think once we got to France, and, and I'm going to try not to mix the matches too much, but like to me, that's the lineup. Not this one. Correct. And it's almost a shame because of COVID at Lyon, Olympic Lyonnais, there were Beautiful. a lot of French players missing and unfortunately extremely disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, it wasn't, the French side wasn't 
the true French side. Um, so I would have also, liked to have seen the better lineup this game against Sweden. And I mean, also, guys, you know, France isn't in the Olympics. Like, let's not forget that. Um, we don't have to beat France to win the Olympics. No. We have to beat Sweden most likely at some point to win the Olympics. Correct. So I, I too agree. I would have liked to have seen that lineup against Sweden. Um, because I mean, we have not, I don't think we've, you know, stepped lightly around the Lynn Williams issue. She should not I'm, be starting. She should not be on this team. I'm done. I'm done with it. She, <laughs> she's gone. I, this was, I really thought that maybe it was part of a system, but just after that game, and seeing the immediate chemistry that Kristen, Alex had. And Rapino. Yes. Just, I want creativity. I want strength. I don't know that Lynn's speed is providing us with any of those things at this point. I, I do sort of feel sorry because I feel, I feel sorry that she's playing with Carly here because I think part of the problem is mm. also Carly. Um, but man, I'm, I'm over it that I just thought that was such a poor performance from the forwards part. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And I think, I mean, I'm still, the thing is, is I'm more okay with Carly than I am with Lynn at this point by far, far and away. I don't think that's true for me anymore. I, I, yeah. Why do you feel that way? I, I feel that way because Carly, to me, Lynn, apart from the NWSL, which is in its own right impressive, but it's not this. Um, Lynn has never proven herself once to me in mm. a in a national team match. Um, she has had moments of brilliance here and there, but she's never proven herself for ninety minutes or even forty five minutes. Carly has had literally decades basically i mean 300 caps congratulations carly first of all we should have mentioned that at the top um oh, yes truly congrats to carly yes i mean that one of three come on that's incredible um carly has proven herself time and time and time again and i do think with that experience and leadership well again leadership eh, but with that experience um there is something there especially when you get to high pressure matches uh we did not see it in this match um but i still I know that it's in there and I know that we can see it. So that's why I'm more okay with Carly um, in the, in the match than Lynn. Cause I just, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm tired. Stop, stop starting her. Stop inviting her to camp at this point. You have other players to develop. I hear you. However, the Twitter account NWSL Analytica, which is a fantastic Twitter account. If any of our listeners don't follow NWSL Analytica, major shout out to them. I think they deserve a follow. Um, so they posted, they post kind of like charts and stats and they posted mm. a chart of all of the goal scorers for the national team in like the last year on an axis of how many times they score based on how many opportunities they had. And they somehow weighted it. It was called G, which I didn't really understand as a variable, but apparently that weights the opportunities of how good of an opportunity they are and how mm. often the players miss or get those those shots off. And Carly was far and away the worst person on the team really? when you weighted quality of opportunities. 
Interesting. Uh, and she just biffs it constantly is basically she scores. <laughs> she does score sometimes, but with incredible it, opportunities. But it's yeah, she often like starts when against easier, slower teams. She's set up really well Got by it. other people and she misses a lot. She is actually not nearly as productive as the other players, which I thought yeah. was incredibly interesting and really started turning my tied against Carly because I think that she does have such a knack for scoring but she is just like frankly on the older side and getting slower and can't score in the way she ought to be producing give someone else those chances yeah I hear that I mean again in my mind there's no way that's Carl that Carly is starting when you have you know Kristen Press Alex Morgan and um uh, Megan Rapino, and also, what's the deal with Tobin? Are, is she just done? Like, what's the? I mean, not done, but like, is she just out for the injury? That was such a huge question looming in my mind because I truly think Tobin changes this equation so much. Because oh, one thing over the course of these two games that I really thought we were missing, and especially in the Sweden game, was a little bit of a creative touch. I yeah. don't think Rose was particularly on in these two matches. She kind of stepped up her game against France, but we were really missing that creative spark. And I just couldn't help thinking if you had Tobin and Kristen in at the same time, there would be magic happening around these Swedish players who were sitting in. You need that player like Tobin to get around them so yeah that is just a huge question mark for me at this point yeah I feel I mean in in my mind Tobin's Tobin's in period if she's healthy and that's just what we don't know there's just no information on it that I can find either no I've 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 looked (laughs) yeah does that bode badly do we think um I don't know I mean Vlaco has said he's not going to announce a roster until like mid June. I mean, so it is in up in the air until mid June. So we've still got two full months uh, of play, both in the NWSL and some more friendlies to evaluate these players um, and see where they are. So I think if Tobin can come in, even there at the end, it's still her spot in my mind. Um, and I know, June? you know, it's yeah, mid June. That's what they said. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> I, I know. We just want to know. I mean, I think it's in my mind. It's just, it's crystallized fairly clearly. I think there's two to three question marks, but the rest in my mind are, are pretty settled. Uh, so we'll see what those three look like. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see who gets called to camp the next camp uh, because I think like do you still? I mean, you still call Lynn. You know, do you no. still call? But to practice against, you know, I I don't know. I would Anyways. like to see Kristen, Alex Morgan, Christy Mewis start. At the top? Yeah. Because it's interesting. Especially if you keep Rose and Sam Mewis in, because I think Christy provides a little bit more of that enforcer. Like Christy's mm-hmm. a more solid player than some of those other offensive players me and I mean solid in terms of like just being able to kind of go back and get messy yeah and I think I would really like to see her in with a Rose Julie Sam Mewis yeah midfield I I don't know at this point I think you start trying options like Christy and I wish I had seen Macario because I think she could be a very good option as well but uh that was just really unfortunate about the COVID so right yeah I I think I think you're right I think Christy has a lot to offer, um, has a lot to offer on the field. And I'm, I'm, I'm game with seeing her on there more. 
she honestly, to me, looked like the only one who cared when she came in in the 85th minute for press. <laughs> yeah. She had five minutes to show. Yeah, I would love to have seen her more, and I would have liked to have seen her in the France game. Um, because I think she, I also think she can be creative talking about Tobin. I mean, Tobin is just known for that, but I think Christy Mewis can probably provide a lot of that as well. So we'll see. We'll see. What did you I don't think know. about this back line in the Sweden game? Um, Kelly struggled. Woof! Um, what happened? Kelly struggled. I don't know, but you know what? She did better against France. I don't know. Everyone has an off day. Um, it w- but it's just got to be an off day, right? I thought, I thought I Crystal hope. had a little bit of an off day too. Yeah, but Crystal was the MVP of the France game for me. Yes. So looking, she was at every ball. She won the majority of her tackle. Like just incredible. Um, And I thought she was solid. Um, Becky also remember a couple weeks ago, Becky had an off game and you were Mm -hmm. like, "Uh Oh, Becky just was incredible against France. Incredible. So yeah, I do think people can have an off game. Kelly has not seen minutes on the field like she's used to seeing because of injury as well. Uh, that said, I that I that said, I think that second position to Kelly is even more important. And to me, that's one of those spots that's really up in the air. Is it going to be uh, Casey Kruger? Is it going to be Allie Krieger? Is it going to be Sonnet? Is it going to be Tierna? Although Tierna apparently really favors the left side, so I don't we're not going to replace Tierna. her for. Ke- yeah, I don't. I'm going to call it an off say. game. I'm going to call it an off game. I hope it's an off game, but I still think that that second position to Kelly is so vital because of that. Like Abby, you know, Doll Kemper, Becky, and Crystal to me, they can play 90 with their eyes closed. Uh, Kelly, I don't know if she can play the full 90. I mean, I know she did, um, but. I don't know if she has it in it to play the 90 that we expect from her. And that's why I think that second position to Kelly is so vital. And I still think that Krieger deserves a look. I still think that Kruger deserves a look. Uh, I do not think that Sonic deserves a look. But Well, she didn't see any well, minutes, so. She did not see any minutes, and I was um, pleased with that. But yeah, I don't know. It was it was tough. Kelly was tough. I Again, I thought she did a little bit better in the France match, but she was just all over the place all over the place um, here with the Sweden game. Something was up. I, yeah, I, I, that was sort of baffling. I don't know if it was an injury or something in the locker room. Who knows? Who knows? And then Alyssa. Yeah, Woof. I was going to say, we have one more <laughs> bummer thing to talk about. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Sweden's <sighs> goal uh, by Lena Hertig in the 38th minute just Beautiful. was 100% Alyssa's fault. Uh, there was no reason she shouldn't have saved that on the corner. She just was out of position and messed up. It seemed like a very basic thing to me, and I was embarrassed for her and for our team. <laughs> Madeline will not mince words about Alyssa. Sorry, it was disappointing. Yeah, it was. The thing is, she's won two World Cups, right? So I don't know what to say, but I, I just don't believe that's our best option. No. Mm-mm. I agree. I, of course I agree. And I don't know why, like, I don't know why other keepers, <clears throat> Ashton Harris, don't get looks. Like, I mean, and I get, like, starting of the family and this, but she's a professional. She would be there, you know, if she was called up. Um, and I don't, I don't, that's really fresh. It's very frustrating to me. I don't know how Alyssa fell into the number one starting keeper spot. I don't think, I don't agree with it. Uh, Jill. So we'll see. I don't know. Jill. It's all yeah, Jill. Jill's fault. 
I need Blacko to like take a look at that and rework it. Um, but anyways, it was very frustrating. Um, and I don't think she, she did not play well in either match. Um, she wasn't tested as much in the France match and she made some ridiculous, couple ridiculous hand waves. Like, Oh, that one time she didn't catch the ball and kind of pushed it away from her was terrible. She did make one good save, but you know, one good save isn't enough. Not when you're playing on this team. No, but Anyways, my, um, my biggest takeaway from this Sweden game was I was glad we had had kind of an off game. Yeah, because and that's what, this yeah. is when you want to be having the off game. Correct. Frankly, had we lost to Sweden, I would have been fine too because I almost maybe better. <laughs> I don't like I don't like going into something unbeaten. You know, we lost the quote unquote win streak, um, but that unbeaten streak still goes on. And especially teams that you're going to face in the Olympics, like yeah, lose to them now, lose to them now, because they are pissed. Because they, and probably rightfully so, was that PK that we were awarded at the end. Um, was Kelly in the box? It seems like on review, the VAR review, she was not in the box. I think it's really tough to call that. Really weird call. I yeah. it was definitely a penalty. Certainly. I just don't know if it if it was a PK. Right. Um, and you're right. They she was right, she was towing the edge of that line. She was in it at some point. She was not in it at others. And that's just a really, really tough call for your ref to make. Um, But she made it with authority and immediately pointed to the spot. Um, But you know, Sweden has that like in their heads that, you know, that was, that win was robbed from them. And again, it doesn't matter. It's, I mean, it does, but it's a friendly, it matters in July. And I feel like they're going to come out guns blazing for us. I agree. We probably would have been better off losing that game. Um, but, but I do think congrats it's good to, Pino to see for it. putting that. Oh, well, I love him. Yeah, no question about it. No, none at all. None at all. I think Sweden just Sweden's such a good team, and we haven't seen that many good teams. I, one of the one complaint about the announcers, I I feel like when they're announcing sometimes, and yes, we are the number one team in the world currently, but it's as if any team is just lucky to be playing us. And that drives me crazy. Like, this is Sweden. This is arguably our greatest competition. And they're like, the way they're talking was, oh, just like, yes. I mean, and it is good that we're being tested. And it is good that it, we were down for so long. And frankly, it would have been fine if we lost. But we didn't lose because, I mean, we didn't lose just because we weren't on our game. We lost because Sweden is a good team. Correct. They they always treat it like, wow, one down. This is the end of the U.S. women's national team against a mediocre team. Like, no, Sweden is amazing. Yeah, it just I it drove me crazy. I was like, I don't know. It just I got the impression like any team that Dane play us. I was like, no, like, let's lose that. Let's check that ego at the door. I hope I hope we check that ego because you're going to go out early in the Olympics if that's the kind of ego you're, there's a difference between ego and confidence. And I feel like the announcement, I don't know, that frustrated me a little bit. I definitely was pleased when Julie was calling the French. Uh, I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, Julie Foudy every time, every time over yep. Ali Wagner. 
Julie is just such a positive ray of sunshine. And also, you know, you're going to get a little bit of gossip every time Julie is doing color commentary. Like we got that great (laughs) gossip about Joy Fawcett getting really embarrassed in the France stadium. (laughs) Like that was so fun. I love it when Julie announces. And I just think there's just, there's something to it for her. I mean she's just so intimately involved with the programs over the years. And I don't know, really loved it. Um, I hope she calls the Olympics a lot. Me too. That wasn't grammatically correct, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So anyway, so the Sweden match, Sweden played very well. I period of the story. Kudos to Sweden. Yeah. Also they're, they're really coming together as a team and I'm excited for them. Yeah. That's going to be, I think probably our greatest competition. Um, you know, England, France, Sweden, that's it. Like for, for the next couple of years, it seems. Germany. Germany. Sure. That's it. Sure. I maybe, mean, maybe Canada. Yeah. I feel like Canada doesn't quite have it. South Korea. I feel like they played well. Yeah. Um, Walk us through this France lineup. Uh, this is my lineup. Minus one or two things. This is the lineup I want to see. Starting in the back, Alyssa, we know, gone put Ashlyn there and then I'm good. Um, but no, <laughs> this is the, this is the back line starting back line. I agree. Crystal Dunn, Becky Sauerbrunn, Doll Kemper and Kelly O'Hara. I'm not taking Kelly out of the startup starting lineup right now. No. Um, I just think we need an, a position behind her in, in case she can't go the full 90. Um, and then the midfield, Sam Ewis, JJ Rose Lavelle perfection. I was pretty I'm happy with that to see that. I I feel, and I think we'll get to this when we get to the subs, but I sort of always feel badly for Lindsay, but there may be a solution to that, that Vlaco is working on. There may be a solution. Um, At the top, we started Megan Rapinoe at the left, um, Alex in the middle and Kristen on the right. Again, with the current player allotment with no Tobin, I agree. That's my starting. That's my starting 11. I love it. They immediately came out more creative, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think I was almost... They didn't really give me anything to love in the Sweden game. They gave some things to love here. I thought Pino, Alex, and Kristen were looking fun. There were really moments of hope and brilliance. I was just seeing how strong we were. But also considering how not at the top of their roster this France team was, I thought after we put away those goals, we just kind of didn't try too hard and that kind of bothered me but Mm -hmm. it's okay they might be tired (laughs) maybe but you know and I think Julie even commented on that she's like this is where we test ourselves we're two goals up can we put the third away to secure the win because exactly as she said had France come back with one that momentum would have shifted and there were some shift points where Mm -hmm. France looked strong and had some opportunity so can we put that third away and basically finish the game and be comfortable? Like that's how we test ourselves when we're two up. And I, and unfortunately we didn't do that. There were a couple good options. There were a couple good looks. Um, JJ had a rip from out that just did not drop in time. Um, so like, that was exciting to see. That was a little different. Uh, it was awesome. And I think, you know, Kristen was making a lot happen. I thought on the right side, uh, cause we're seeing, we've been seeing her, well, I guess we've been seeing her on both sides, but I thought that was really cool. Um, but speaking to what you were saying with the subs, um, moving Rose up and bringing Lindsay into that other midfield position. Woo! 
baby. Now, I think that if you were looking to hold defensively, which I think at that time he decided we were, at least in my head, you put Sam and Lindsay and JJ in that midfield, boom. Like that is like a brick wall in that midfield. Now, I don't think you have as much create like creativity pushing forward, although JJ does a phenomenal job at that, and so does Sam. But you have, you're not getting people, you're not getting their offense through that in my mind. But also with Rose pushing up a little bit more, I thought that that move really freed up Rose to kind of float in the... It does, yeah. Just kind of right behind the offense. And I think it was new for her, so she was still finding her legs there, but that seemed really exciting to me. And then, of course, it was a little bit of a bummer because they... <laughs> they they he, Vlaco immediately kind of put in Carly, and I was like, oh, no, I want to see what Rose could do with Alex and Kristen and yeah. Kristen went out for um, Sophia, but I, I didn't mind taking Pino out for Lindsay. I thought that was exciting. And I also thought it was worth noting the way Vlatko talks, talked about that move because uh, the quote that he had was, I think that Rose, Lindsay and Sam are the three best players on the team. And I want to find a way to get the best players on the team on the field at the same mm. time. Why would I not play my best players? So right. I thought that was very interesting for him to kind of mm-hmm. acknowledge that. And yeah. maybe we do take away one of those forward spots. Let this be a more midfield-driven team. Let Rose be kind of more creative behind those other offensive players, maybe behind an Alex Morgan and a Kristen Press, perhaps, and mm-hmm. see what happens. I'm very excited about that possibility, and I hope we get to see it again before the Olympics. Yeah, I think completely agree I completely because we've always talked you know how do we we have we have so much talent we have so much depth and how do you really what we need to do is get the people that are clicking on the field at the same time and Mm. you know it it, that's going to change though right that's going to change month to month or even week to week theoretically but if you have people practiced and comfortable in these different positions like when he pushed crystal up that one day mm-hmm. you know like but with crystal's speed my goodness she played in this game crystal dunn i i just was floored i was literally floored she was winning tackles in the back she was crushing her defensive roles and then she was pushing up and making stuff happen taking shots on goal I just was so impressed with her play this match and she did not ever look tired and I know France again didn't have quite the strength of team that they would because of the Lyon um COVID stuff but she was just so impressive I just oh gosh Crystal Dunn can do no wrong like literally she's my favorite player right now probably she's just the best I just think she's the best. She's she can play back, she can play up, she can do anything. I'm so impressed with her. I also want to give a shout so. out to Mama Alex Morgan. She looked yes. good. Yes. She was doing she, what she does. Yes. The way that we, you know, we and this is common for us, we'll kind of hold the line with the defense and then play a through ball and as long as we've got the speed, put it in the back of the net, which is what we did multiple times. Um and I think it's very successful. We're called offsides probably half the time. Uh, but it, you know, we're pushing for it. We're trying, I think if we could just get a one step back further, um, but it's tough, you know, cause you're just trying to hold with that last defender. Um, but I think they did a really, really good job of pushing Alex that. And Kristen's goal was so good. Yes, it was. It was beautiful. Mm. Mm. 
nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the other player that I just want to call out is Becky in this match. Mm-hmm. She had where Alyssa lacked Becky made up. Um, and thank goodness, because there were, I feel like a couple, uh, clearances that Becky anticipated got around the def- um, sorry, got around the offense, um, and cleared that could have been very ugly. I like I'm two or three that I'm thinking of off the top where she really stepped in and I think potentially saved goals. Um, as you know, France was bearing down and then JJ too. I mean, she just Always both matches. So yeah. She's just played so strong. And I, my always concern is if JJ, if something happens to JJ, I think we've got pretty clear replacements in a way for most players on the team where we can step in and shift, but there is no one like JJ. No, I do think if she did get hurt, you, you put Sam there. Yes. And you, and then you have yeah. Sam and Lindsay and Rose. Yeah, that's just what you yeah. have to do. Yeah, it is. Uh, not and ideal, I, Sam. But- not ideal, obviously not terrible, but gosh, just the way JJ is just so smart. She's so solid. She's got height. Like she's just, she uses her head. She's such a talented player. I'm gushing also, at this point, but it's I, true. Not to bring us back down, but that was one of the worst non-red cards given I have ever seen because Kristen Press got fully yanked down by her ponytail. That was <laughs> horrible. She came out immediately. I was shocked when I saw that. I just, I like, was so thrown by that. She came out immediately afterwards, and I wondered if it was just because, like, that was so shocking. She kind of had to come out. I, I couldn't believe that happened, and the ref didn't even call it. I, I thought those French players were being a little nasty. Yeah, I mean... It's kind of probably par for the course. I feel like we always have a target on our backs. Oh, just a straight ponytail. Ponytail, end. yeah. I mean, Kristen's <laughs> you know? hair is beautiful. I get it. But you don't touch another woman's hair. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking, I was like, man, watch. Next match, she's going to come out. You know how sometimes she does the tight bun? Mm-hmm. Next match, it's going to be the tight bun. A 100% <laughs> tight bun guarantee. Yeah. Oftentimes, she goes to tight bun in the second half, but she didn't in these matches. Um, I think next time she will, or maybe she'll get like a trim before, <laughs> before the Olympics. So she doesn't have quite as much to yank. It is beautiful though. I like so much. I'm hair. in awe of it. Yeah. <laughs> so much hair. Oh I, man. I still, I'm feeling very optimistic still. If this was us struggling, that's great for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Def- I mean, honestly, like the only, the only way this could have gone better is maybe had we lost to Sweden. <laughs> Isn't weirdly that ridiculous yes. to say? Weirdly, yes, I, I agree. I um, I don't know. I I think they we're learn we're still learning, and you know, as the announcers were saying, as I was just berating them earlier in the Sweden match, you know, we learn more from this than anything else, and that's true. Uh, I think hopefully, you know, all the coaching staff can take these matches, go back, um, and really kind of anticipate and and plan for the next for the next friendlies and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm also really excited to see Macario back with us. That's my number one excited. Yeah. There was oh. some news with the lawsuit that we yes. should briefly mention. That is exciting. So a judge had U.S. soccer and the women's team settle on accounts of playing conditions. So now it is legally important that the women have the same 
working conditions that the men do. So that's great. And now that that's settled, the national team can go ahead and, uh, what's that word, appeal the decision about equal pay. And so they did appeal that yesterday, and so now they will be working forward through that. And part of me wonders if there wasn't something about that argument that maybe made the players feel a little bit meh against Sweden because I think it must just be so frustrating to work for a company that <laughs> that you're having a lawsuit with. Uh, that right. must be really that undervalues you. But I was really glad to see that they had settled that and now that we can go ahead uh, and, and continue on with the lawsuit for equal pay. Yeah, that's very exciting. And again, here we are in a summer with a major tournament and <laughs> right back in the thick of it. It's like this is the never ending, mm. never ending um, strive for equal pay. It's just, it's a lot. Um, but you know what else was a lot? <laughs> NWSL opening weekend. Wowzers. What is going on, people? So there was a lot of drama. There's a lot of, there's some terrible things that happened. There were just, I mean, I think a lot of you all, all of our listeners follow it pretty closely. So you're probably all very aware. Um, But kind of that, we'll hit the highlights and go over, I guess, really what happened. So um, initially, one of the first things um, to discuss was uh, Sarah Gordon, one of the players for Chicago, playing in Houston. Uh, her boyfriend was in the stands, was coming down to speak with her after the match, um, like was happening all over the, all over the, um, stadium with many other families and players. Um, and a security guard there at the stadium, um, told him to basically stop that he was going to be arrested, uh, for going down. So, and you know, Sarah was like, no, no, he's my boyfriend. (laughs) Like, you know, it's good. And apparently, you know this guy pushed and persisted and she was looking around the stadium and there were players with their families, you know, having this moment um, and a bunch of white players with their white families having this moment um, after the match. And so she had tweeted about it and talked about it um, as it being like a strictly a race issue there. And then, you know, several, the Chicago put out a statement in support of her and as did um, Gotham's owner. I'm going to say her Elise. Mm-hmm. And so that happened. Um, then the NWSL, you know, they said there's an ongoing investigation. Uh, and I guess don't comment. Right. And Houston also released a statement that was the worst statement ever. I didn't was, see Houston's statement. So I saw Chicago's and Elisa's so statement. So Houston, Houston releases a statement that says, we are uh, sorry for this incident. Because of COVID protocols, families are not allowed to come onto the field at the end of the game. We will look into our COVID protocols. That was Houston's statement. No mention of race. Just such a gaslighty, disgusting, blame-shifty statement. That was so bad. And then that's really what started setting everybody off because gotcha. that was just so, so stupid because it was 100% about race. It was not about COVID protocols. 100% what should, this, this is easy. Houston, this situation was easy. You release a statement. You say, we are so sorry that the security guard disrespected Sarah Gordon and our family and her family. We have 
no tolerance for racial inequality, this contractor for the matches will no longer be at our games. Done. Done. That's not hard. Easy. Don't tolerate racism. Don't talk the talk if you're not going to walk the walk. Get out of town, Houston. Yeah, that was... You're right. It seems like such a a straightforward solution to this, to that. And that's not what happened. And then, you know, the NWSL is saying they're going to investigate, quote unquote, you have these players, um, managers, you know, speak out in support of Sarah Gordon, and then they get fined. (laughs) Come on, NWSL. And my thought is they're fined because they commented on an ongoing investigation. But I also am like... Ah. something racist happened be held accountable for it and move on yeah this isn't the nfl this shouldn't be hard (laughs) we're a bunch of women come on we know how to do better than this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i yeah so that's still ongoing we right like i I Mm -hmm. haven't heard anything further on it apart from the quote-unquote ongoing investigation and honestly i feel very sorry for sarah gordon and it was super brave of her to call that out so huge kudos to her and i hope you know i think the black players association i'm so glad that exists and i know they're supporting her through this and i just hope it can get resolved and that the people who need to be held accountable are held accountable and that the people who need to apologize apologize houston dash yes um the other one of the other major incidents. Oh my gosh! Incidents, not me. So uh, the uh, the match between uh, the Portland Thorns and Kansas City, um, literally end of the match, ninetieth plus one minute, I think. Um, they you know a couple of players were involved in kind of a, a tough by the um, by the end line. Um, ball comes out. It ends up being Kristen Edmonds and um, Morgan Weaver kind of mixed up they both go down they both pop up and then i mean it was a little while it seems that kristen edmonds kind of um it did like a face push it looks like she's trying to push her away but it kind of comes off as a slap punch to the face yeah it, it definitely makes kristen press's hair pulling look tame it's yes. not good <laughs> it's very bad yeah, it, it, I mean, it was it was just completely, it was blatant. It was uncalled for. It was just, it was inappropriate. Um, and there was a question like, you know, did Morgan retaliate? Like, it, so they both get red cards in this moment because it literally looks like, I mean, it looks like the NHL. Like, I'm wa- I'm waiting brawl. for like gloves to come off yes. and a fight to start. Like, um, you know, everything gets broken up and and people calm down. But um, they both get red cards. They're both done. Um, and then there, you know, more stuff happens there. And the end, um, in the end, the end of Bussell basically added an additional game suspension to Kristen, um, and took away Morgan Weaver's red card. Um, I guess on further review, they felt that it wasn't warranted. She didn't deserve. And I don't know. I, frankly, I haven't, um, been able to catch up quite as much as I would like to on what was happening here. Um, with the t- with the suspension of the red card, if that's like the norm or not, but what happened is this got worse because Portland tweeted, uh, "Morgan Weaver is innocent." Oh gosh, that's a bad tweet. And it's just yes. And then with everything else that was happening, um, 
you know, with the Houston match and kind of the tensions around the league right now, um, Sarah Gordon actually tweeted at um, the Portland Thorns saying, take this down. This is like stirring the pot, adding to the tensions, remove it. Um, and I, they did. But I, I, I don't want to speak too openly because it seems like it was maybe a, a social media manager for something or for Portland that then kind of went on her own and was tweeting about how many how much engagement she was getting on Twitter now with this tweet Blah. because people were upset about it and they were like, you know, it's pretty gross to um, applaud yourself on Twitter engagement when it's a tweet that is causing pain to people basically and upsetting you know, people. So I, it, there was just a lot, and I'm, I'm, I apologize because I'm probably not recapping and reviewing it as well as I could be. It was a, <laughs> it's a lot to try to catch up on, and a lot that was going on. I think you did a uh, great job recapping it, that- <laughs> and I think if that individual works for the Thorns, they need to lose their job. Done. It's not. This is not hard. There's no. It's racist. Yeah. That's so racist. There's no room for that. We have to stamp that out. I love women's soccer because it's a warm, welcoming place for people who can't necessarily, like, don't necessarily fit in right away into other sports communities. And if we want to keep it like that, we have to just make sure that this kind of thing is unacceptable. You don't race bait for clicks. Like, no, that is wrong. That person is fired. So I hope, mm-hmm. I hope that's what's happened. We'll see. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that happened, um, Megan Klingenberg, who, I adore. She was. This an, is more drama. Yeah, she was a longtime <sighs> women's national team player. She's fantastic. Um, we love one Kling. of the kind of the yeah love Kling. She was upset about um, it. Seems like the refereeing that was happening, and you know, released a statement that was well spoken, well articulated. She didn't like throw. I mean, she just said what she's a. You know, these are world class athletes. We are you know, putting on a world-class performance and we deserve world-class refereeing basically. Um, and she got a fine (laughs) for that. So So I just like, it's really frustrating. Um, and so I think there's a lot, the NWSL, that was one heck of an opening weekend. Um, and there's a lot of frustrations going on right now with around the league and, and, you know, people are being fined for speaking out about things that they feel aren't fair, they're not appropriate, and they want, we, you know, we want to push forward. We don't want to be happy with what we have. We want to push forward um, and make it better for all players, coaching, fans. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I read Kling's full statement. It, I didn't, I don't know, I don't work for the NWSL. No. But we anyways, don't. we don't, we don't work for the NWSL. <laughs> and clearly we would be fined right now if we did, so it's a good thing. You know what? I <laughs> wouldn't pay it, NWSL. What do you think about that? Also, how much are these fines? And like, where do the fines go? I don't know. It's not Anyways. a good way to raise money. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I do have a little bit of good news. Yeah, let's Good that. drama, perhaps? Um, Sky Blue FC, we'd been chattering about it on the podcast. They did decide to go with the rebrand and are now Gotham FC. Yes. New York, like New it. Jersey. New York, I'm New thrilled. Jersey. I I mean the second those kit like the not the kits, but the um like the rebrand dropped. Uh I love it. It's so good. It's tight. It I think it really speaks to the um to the area, to the fan base, to the play I mean, to the player base. A lot of the players live 
across the river. So I think it's such a good rebrand. It's tight. It's really tight. I want all the merch. The crest is so cool. The way that they have the New York, the Y and the J in New York, New Jersey yes. combined. I love it so much. I think it's just a step ahead for the club. I think it was something that needed to happen. I'm so proud of them for making it happen and for having it look fabulous. And I was also so excited when Gotham FC won their first game as Gotham FC over Orlando Pride. I'm sorry. I, we could announce the uh, results of all the other ones, but I cared most about this this match, and it was great to see them yeah. get a win. Unfortunately, I mean, it was Paige yeah. Monahan kind of kicking the ball right under Ashland, but it was an amazing goal, so it wasn't Ashland's fault. Uh, it, yeah, so here's the way I feel about that match. One, I am thrilled that Gotham won their first match as Gotham. I think that's really cool. I think it means a lot to the club. Um, and the Orlando Pride, sadly, they're just used to losing at this point. So, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's so harsh and the thing is, is i really love the pride um i love their new moon and stars whatever kits i'm a huge we don't talk about this on this podcast but i have a huge nasa spacex fan i follow it very closely so you throw space into women's soccer and i am drooling quite literally uh but yeah so they first of all i want to point out ashlyn stopped a pk in that match mm-hmm. crushed beautiful beautiful my dad was watching uh, and was like, why is this woman not the national team goalkeeper? And I was like, we don't know. We literally have no clue. The only thing I will say is Vlaco keeps saying, you know, we're watching every bit of footage we can from any NWSL match. From, I mean, he must have like six, I want to say readers, but those are for scripts, like six watchers that all they do is watch, match, and play, and they take notes. So somebody watched that. Somebody saw that. Um, and now this game, I'm sorry, the, the goal winner goal winner the game winner uh by Paige Monahan was just absolutely gorgeous um it definitely got under Ashlyn but I definitely have to say <laughs> this was on Allie this was on her wife I mean <laughs> <laughs> Paige was unmarked Allie did not have the speed to get back and I mean the, she was kind of with her and then Paige got ahead of her Allie did not have the speed she left her wife out like high and dry and I'm just like, what is that car ride home? Like, that's tough. <laughs> like, that I think was on you. Some steely silence, some white knuckles on the <laughs> steering wheel. You go home, <laughs> you kind of go in your separate rooms, you come back and cook dinner, you've cooled down, everything's great. Yeah, you take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and then you hold your a precious baby girl and you realize that there are things bigger than soccer. Oh. Uh, so I think that's probably how that ended. But I was like, woof. Like, that was on Allie. That was, mm. defense. I The defense has been a struggle. Well, everything's been a struggle for the Pride. Uh, but that one was upsetting, too, because I'm still, like, a proponent for Allie getting a slot on this team and for the, for the Olympics. And that was not the way to prove it, sadly. But, um, yeah, that wasn't on Ashlyn. That was a fantastic goal. I mean, really a beautiful cross. Paige was there. That was a breakdown in defense, um, and Ashlyn did the best she could. So I'm not mad about it. I'm glad that Gotham won their first match as yes. Gotham. Very cool. I'm going to focus on that. So that was excellent. And I yep. I was so excited. Probably the best thing that's happened to me in a while. I got tickets to go Woo-woo! see Gotham FC in person on May 2nd. So just the the feeling of knowing, be it a live soccer match soon, is a, is a good feeling, y'all. Man. One year and like two months, three months to the day. Wow, wow, wow. 
Almost. It was like March 6th or something was the She Believes wow. game. So that's very exciting. Guys, there's so much soccer coming up this spring and summer. I mean, we're just, we're thrilled. We hope you guys are thrilled. We hope you're along for the ride. There's going to be a lot and we're going to, we're going to bring it all to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please, please rate and review us. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps other women's soccer fans to find us, and that is awesome. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at settlethescorepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at scorepod and on Twitter at scorepod. And I think that's it for today. Have a beautiful week, weekend. Thank you all for listening.